Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three, one is now. ESPN Radio. You know the main man is coming in. We'll play a little Willie Nelson for you. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio. Appreciate you being here with us on your Monday. We should think of the first hour of the show, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joined us to talk all things Big Sky Conference football. The Grizz 28-20 over Idaho State on the road. Montana moves to 5-0 to move into their bye week undefeated. Montana State, a convincing 41-24 victory over UC Davis. A big one for the Bobcats, uh, continuing to fortify their playoff resume at the midpoint of the season. And they also moved to 2-0 in league play, 4-1 overall. uh, The the first hour of today's show, the Montana Football Hour, can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the Montana State Bookstore. Time now for the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Morningway. Joining us in studio here on your radio dial this and each Monday Afternoon Quarterback. The second hour of each Monday show is proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash, Rome Student Housing, and Front Street Pizza. What's up, Coach? How you living? Coulter, let's eat. What do we have going this Monday? Uh, well, first of all, how was the trip? How was Pocatello? How, what's the logistics like for this? Are you guys going and st- are you going on Friday night or how's it work? My wife and I jumped in the truck. Oh, nice. On Thursday, sort of early afternoonish, so we we had dinner there. I believe it was called the Sandpiper. That's right. I was hoping you went to the Sandpiper. I was going to tell you that's where you needed to go. Yes, and so and it was right across the street. It was a walk. We walked uh, from the hotel, so we had a blast. We went Thursday night, and then and then of course meetings on Friday, uh, trying to prepare for the game, and then the broadcast team. Had a little dinner Friday night, and then it goes fast, uh, midday Friday through through Saturday. And then we travel back immediately after the game. So we got in, uh, I don't know, maybe midnight, a little bit after. So a little recovery day on Sunday. Stay tuned. About 20 minutes from now, we'll be giving you an opportunity to win a gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash, $50 gift card. 
coming your way momentarily. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks to Dazzlers for the continued sponsorship of the Monday afternoon quarterback. We're going to talk a bunch of NFL. But first, got to diagnose uh, this Grizz game a little bit more. Uh, you were there live and in person, Coach. I think that it's as simple as this. The most important statistic in football is turnover margin. Montana, if you count their turnovers on downs, had five turnovers, and I believe they only had the one takeaway when Tyler Flink had the uh, the interception. So you're talking about a minus four on the road, yet they still won. What did you think of Montana being able to sort of overcome many mistakes in a sort of weird environment? Only a very good team could overcome minus four in the turnover ratio. So they sort of dominated the game until the end, let's say, towards that, that last third part of sure. the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think that that's exactly right, is Montana did have the upper hand in the game, but they couldn't slam the door shut. This team plays, Montana plays such a momentum-based style. When they get it, they can then harness it, and then they can ride it and just bury you. We saw that two weeks ago against Portland State on homecoming. They didn't quite they didn't quite seize it or harness it or ride it on Saturday, but I think it's a good learning experience for this team figuring out a way to win without that dynamic. They probably didn't play their very best. I'm talking about the Grizz, yep. but they played excellent in many aspects. Uh, the, the two things come to mind. First of all, the end of the second quarter in the Portland game and yep. the end of the second quarter at Idaho State, they kind of blew it up right there. It's like a scoring fest for the Grizz. And then the, the second thing is just simply the turnovers. And yep. look, it, Bobby Houck and his staff are big, big, big. One of the biggest emphasis I've ever seen in college football regarding Ball security. They have pictures taped to bathrooms where I, when I go in over there at their facility, chin to win, and they've got a picture of of somebody uh, securing the football correctly. They emphasize it. They drill it, uh, and it's just one of those games. I mean, the craziest thing is when you fumble at the one or two, and it goes through the end zone and out of the end zone. Yeah. What a negative outcome that is. I know that there's been both college and pro competition committees sort of toss that over. Should we change that rule? But it happens so rarely, Coulter, that nobody's ever done anything with it. Marty Morningweg in studio with us here on Nuanas Now, the Monday afternoon quarterback. What is and this is maybe not as much of a dynamic in the NFL because the teams are so much more even, but in your estimation, what is the hardest part in preparing for and then executing against a team that's really struggling? Because it seemed like Idaho State, they come in with an 0-4 record, but they also play with nothing to lose. They did a whole bunch of stuff that they haven't, I hadn't at least seen them do. They were doing a bunch of stuff to straight exploit the Grizz weaknesses. They basically went out of their way to not necessarily play their style, but to say, okay, here's some things that worked for other teams against the Grizz. We're going to put them all into one basket and try to go after Montana. I thought they did a decent job of the game planning. We've talked about this before, Coulter. When you game plan, you've got to know yourself first, what your own capabilities are, and then and then certainly knowing your opponent, what their strengths are in stymium, and then what their weaknesses are, and go after them. And Idaho State tried to do that just a little bit in the game. They just couldn't put it all together. I felt like for most of the game, they were going to have a very difficult time yep. getting the ball in the end zone. And they screwed the first one up. I'm talking about the Idaho State Bank 
Bengals. Yeah. They were down there after the interception, okay, yeah. with a chance to p- pump it in the end yeah. zone. And self-inflicted wounds. They had two offensive penalties. Now, look at They're down. They were had their third quarterback playing. Sure. So you can anticipate some of that thing, but you just try to minimize it. They had two down in the red zone. Then the Grizz screwed up a couple down there in the red zone as well offensively. I also thought that the first four games of the year, you saw teams giving Montana a heavy box when the, when the opponent was on defense and the Grizz were on offense. And basically making Lucas Johnson prove that he could beat him. And then he did. He was the conference player of the week. And he's rolling along completing 75% of his passes. This last week, it was the opposite. They said, hey, we're not. the quarterback's not going to beat us. You, you said it on the on the broadcast about the second quarter. You say, hey, they're playing a bunch of a two-man under. They're playing a bunch of cover two. And they were stacking up in the box. Or they weren't stacking up in the box. They were playing a lot out on the perimeter. First time Montana's had a little bit of a loose, softer box, they are able to really run the ball. So I guess my question is twofold. How good is that for an offense to prove that they can win in a different way? And also, is it good for a quarterback to have some struggles in terms of his improvement going forward? Well, I don't. I hate when a quarterback struggles at all. I'm not sure he struggled. He had he had a couple of decisions sure. that he would like to have back. That's... that. Even in some of the very best games that a quarterback plays, there's going to be two, three, four plays even that the best decision wasn't made, but it's minimized. He threw a pick right into a linebacker on a play action. He did. And then he put the ball. That was the first time he's really gotten crossed up this year. It's the first time where, I mean, he's had some hands get on balls and stuff, but there was guys making plays. That one, you could tell he, as soon as he let it go, he's like, shoot, I made, I made the wrong read. Yeah, and look, it's his responsibility and his duty to see that. right? Sure. So some quarterbacks, they'll come off, oh, I didn't see him. <laughs> That's a bunch of bull butter. That's your job, <laughs> That's is right. to see the defender in the area that you're throwing to. So uh, I'm sure he would like to have that one back and then and then the ball through the end zone. The, the tackler, look it, you've got to drill that one because sure. it's it's like once in a decade type thing, right? When when a singular team has that happen, uh, it happened to me twice in thirty something years. You know, I'm so I never uh, sort of said you cannot reach the ball. He was kind of in the middle of it, had it tucked, and he was bringing the ball out yeah. to reach. He was going to start to reach for it, yeah. but I would drill it down there a couple of times during training camp just to put the emphasis on it and make sure our players know what the negative outcome is if that ball goes through the end zone uh, before you put the ball across the line. And, and, and make sure that when you do reach it, there's two hands on the ball, and that ball is suffocated by you getting the ball over the goal line. Now, some teams I do know, they absolutely will not stand for anybody reaching the ball over. Including this one. <laughs> yeah, but it's, Bobby Elk yes. does not like it. And, he, and the quarterback didn't play another snap. That's right. Now, I wouldn't have done it quite that way. Totally. I, but, but, but that's Bobby's style. That's yep. Bobby Stahl. Any running back that fumbles the ball, you know, he's on the bench. Now, the bench, that's a good motivator because the bench tells your butt, right, this doesn't <laughs> feel very, and then your butt tells your brain, and then your brain tells your butt, get off the bench and let's go get it done right. So that's a good part. Now, I would have done it differently I uh, because what's going to happen in, in, in the brawl of the wild if the quarterback right. puts the ball, he's not going to put him on the bench. So uh, now Bobby's pretty consistent of that stuff. For sure. So, 
and 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 he made he made a big time point putting a, a heck of a quarterback, one of the better ones in the country, for sure, right on the bench because the ball went on the ground. I would have just said, "Doesn't happen again." Drill it, you, you know. The next day, I could for about twenty or thirty minutes and just put the re-emphasis on that. And Bobby was probably. Quite hacked off at all of those <laughs> oh, turnovers. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, five and zero masks a lot of different things. The Grizz don't have very many issues going into their bye. They only have a couple things that I, I would say are glaring issues. I would say the number one uh, criticism you would have of Montana through the first five games this year, though, is ball security in the red zone. They've turned the ball over three times in the red zone, which is not a crazy amount, but it's three more times than the head coach wants. And yeah, I mean, Junior Bergen also got sat down earlier this year uh, for putting the ball on the uh, on the on the ground in the red zone as well. So uh, something to work on here during the bye. Well, I will tell you that's not good. You can go through a whole year. Right. And not turn the ball over in the red zone. I mean, right. that, that, that's, and I know Bobby Houck and the whole staff has emphasized that strongly. And, and so I would strongly suspect that there will be very few turnovers down in the red zone uh, the rest of the year. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, joining us in studio. Coulter Nuanas, the ESPN Montana studio here on your radio on SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Uh, last couple things on the college side of this, Coach. First of all, Idaho State goes to Bozeman this week. The Grizz are off, but Montana State has that team coming in. They're 0-5. Idaho State's 0-5. Yeah. They have a first-year head coach. But I know I know you, you talked to Charlie Rego a little bit before uh, the, the call this last week uh, on the television. And uh, I think that Idaho State, I, I, it's a perennially struggling program. And that's probably crazy for you to think back to your playing days because, I mean, what? Your sophomore, junior year, somewhere in there, they won the national championship. So it hasn't always been struggles, but it's been a while that Idaho State's been struggling. That said, I think when you have a first-year head coach, you got a young kid who showed a lot of of toughness playing quarterback. You got a couple good weapons on the outside. I think the team like that with nothing to lose – it's a dangerous opponent, so I think you got to be on high alert if you're Montana State this weekend. Yeah, well, there are two things. Montana State's way better than Idaho State right now. For sure. But uh, that was in 1981 where Idaho State won the national championship, and the Montana Grizzlies were the only team to beat the Bengals in 1981. Now, did you ever cross paths with uh, like those Idaho State guys that made their way to the NFL? Did you ever get a chance well, are to? Are you kidding me? Of I course. mean, I coached with uh, Dirk Cutter. Oh, of course, he right. He was the backup quarterback, of course. Right. On that team, and then Merrill Hodge, of course. Sure. Now he was more I'm uh, like early '80s to mid '80s. Sure. Uh, Mike uh, uh, Marvin Lewis. Marvin, I know yep. Marvin uh, real well. We coached against each other. Mike Maturik yep. was a great quarterback. I mean, I remember watching him warm up when I was a freshman. He was a JUCO transfer in there, and he could really throw the ball. He spent three or four years sort of as a backup or practice squad type guy in the NFL. But sure, yes, all the time we we would run into <laughs> uh, the players from that team. But but getting back uh, to Idaho State, this this coach uh, Charlie Ragel, yep. right? This man has some passion and some juice. So if 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 a team is going to go through some horrible times, that's the man to lead them through it because they will play with passion uh, down there in Bozeman. And then they do. You mentioned it. They've got some really good skilled players. They I do. was impressed. Now the one receiver should have caught that ball for the touchdown. For sure, he started gliding instead of digging. Uh, but but he the guy is talented now. Gilroy, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a talented dude. So, 
So they could jump up and beat anybody, really. Uh, you know, I mean, they were eight point. They were an onside kick away from possibly going in and, and yeah. tying the last ball game up against the Grizz. Montana on a bye this week. It's sort of a perfect time for a bye just in terms of a midseason evaluation. And then I think that the meat of the schedule and the real tests begin. Idaho coming to town for the Battle of Little Brown Stein. Then you got road trips to Sac State and Weber State. I think that's going to be a defining stretch in Montana's season as you enter then into November. Where are you at with the Grizzlies? What's your midseason evaluation of this squad? Oh, I would say they're a top five team in the country. The they're loaded. So, yep. they're, they're loaded now on defense. They wreck up. The only, the, really, the, the only way that Idaho State had a chance to score and was, was zero blitz and right. some one-on-ones and just pop it up. So, uh, and, and, and then they scored a little later in the game. But, but look, the Grizz defense is fantastic. I'm really, really impressed with their skill, their ability, their depth. They wreck havoc on a lot of quarterbacks. And you've seen the only chance that Portland State and Idaho State had for their quarterbacks is getting the ball out on time and yep. in rhythm. Yep. I mean, that is, has to be. Quarterbacks cannot hold it that way now. Now, uh, the Portland State quarterback, uh, who had a good game this past Saturday. Dante Sashray had a great game against Northern Arizona, and Portland State got their first win because of it. Yeah, I thought Portland State's only chance was for him uh, to have a hell of a game and run around just a little bit yep. against the Grizz. And, of course, that didn't happen. He got dehydrated, for God's sake, <laughs> That's right. from running around too much. But uh, you look at Idaho State, I think they're in good hands just because of the passion of the coach. And they will play hard. They definitely played hard on Saturday. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty presented in part by Rome Student Housing. If you have a student or an aspiring student, Rome Student Housing, a great place uh, for your students to live uh, if they're going to school here in Missoula at the University of Montana. They have high-speed Wi-Fi throughout the entire community. They also have 100 channels that come with the Wi-Fi package, including the NFL Network. That's perfect for you NFL fans. They have a fitness center, washers and dryers in each unit. They have all sorts of options from studios all the way up to four-bedroom, four-bathroom, pet-friendly apartments. They have a bike and ski tune-up room. It's also right there by Kiwanis Park uh, with the tennis courts, basketball courts, volleyball courts, all that sort of stuff. And uh, they also have some communal areas as well, plus a sun tanning deck, activity rooms with gaming stations. It's just it's a great place for your kids to live. So if you're looking uh, for somewhere for your students, uh, check out Rome Student Housing. You can just type that right in, R-O-A-M, Rome Student Housing. Appreciate them for their continued sponsorship of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. To dive into this NFL conversation, I've been actually meaning to ask you this forever. What's a bye week like in the NFL? Oh, it's fantastic. So the <laughs> first thing you do, especially when you win, yeah, right. the last one, right? The first thing you do is you do a nice little scheme evaluation on yourself Self-scout, like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, right? And and then if you haven't already figured out what you're really good at and what your weakness are, you better figure it out then. Right? So you do a nice little scheme evaluation. The players are able to get healthy. You you typically have some personnel meetings. You'll look at some possible NFL free agencies, uh, the fellows that are out there on the street. And then you'll get into a game plan on your next opponent a little bit early. And I always like to have most of it done by the time Friday rolls around. Then you get a couple days off. 
which is highly unusual. And, and then usually you're back in uh, Sunday afternoon after these games are being completed. Uh, it depends on who you're playing and when they play. But right when that game's available on Sunday, you get a little bit of a head start on your next opponent. This NFL conversation presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash is just right here. I can almost touch them right over here. Great place to get your car or your truck washed. We're going to send you down there. Check out the legacy packages starting at $31. You can get the uh, the all-inclusive deluxe wash, whatever you want, for $37. But right now, if you call us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. Come on over, swing on by. This is perfect. You can come pick up your gift card, and you're already here. You can just plan on the car wash right here and now. Call us right now. Call number 5, 406-888-1029. Did you watch the game last night, Coach? Absolutely. So, of course, I mean, you you are a uh, great friend and confidant of of, uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. But I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes because when he first came in the league, you only had to watch about three, four games of this kid, and you're like – yeah, he's he's different. He's different than everybody else. He can make throws, you know, from his shoelaces, underhand, sidearm, overhand, rolling right, rolling left, and he's doing it with zip, and he's got so much passion, all that stuff. Last year, then you saw this new advent of the way teams are playing defense. They were just running like eight-man shells, hardly rushing the passer at all. Well, that didn't work either. They still went to the championship game. So now it seems like there's a whole bunch of different things being tried where have you seen him, though? I mean, last night, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs rolled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ended up 41-31, but the Chiefs were in full control of that game. Where have you seen Patrick Mahomes grow and adjust? Because people have been throwing all sorts of different stuff at him the last two years, and he seems like he is back to being better than ever this this season so far. Well, two things. If you remember last year, uh, the, you, they were doing exactly what you said, soft, covered yep. up. And then the Chiefs had to adjust. They had to start running the ball just That's a little right. bit. And you better, when you do that, you better have to, you better run it really well. And then you give your quarterback an opportunity to to do the things that he does best. And the, the second thing is, look, is it is it the plays? Is it the creativity? Or is it the players? Right. And the Kansas City Chiefs have all of that. Yeah. And Eric Bieniemy and Andy yep. Reid and the rest of the staff, they embrace the creativity that Patrick Mahomes plays with some coaches for some crazy reason doesn't they don't embrace that it's so crazy yeah, to me it's crazy it's, and, and they want oh and anyway that's got to be within their system right yeah, that's wild. We, we could discuss that for hours but i love those create create now when you're doing it you have to have some discipline but but look at creative play design creative play calling but then the players have to embrace that part of it stay disciplined i used to tell the fellas right i want to be i want you guys to be the harlem globetrotters as long as you take care of the ball we'll do it that way and that's what the chiefs are i mean so some of these plays that this man made patrick mahomes is crazy good nobody's ever done it like totally him before agree, ever Ever and we've had some of the great great quarterbacks play in the past decade or two. I think it's it's been uh, so affirming to just how good both Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are because there was this huge question coming into this year: How are they each going to do without their main man at their wide receiver, Tyree Kill for the Chiefs, Devontae Adams for the uh, the Packers? 
I think it shows you how good all those guys are because Tyreek Hill has been great in Miami. Devontae Adams basically won the Raiders the game yesterday. He was, you know, top-notch, looks like one of the best in the league. But also Aaron Rodgers is 3-1, and one and Patrick Mahomes is 3-1, and one, so the quarterback's pretty dang good, too. The Raiders are 1-3. and three, that, that, That's right. So, so, so here's the thing. I've, I've had this conversation many times. It's just a philosophy, right, on how to build a team. You build an offense with that offensive line and quarterback first. You build yep. a defense in the NFL with pass rushers and cover men. Everything else will fall into You can win big. You can win Super Bowls without the great top 10 type of receiver. Yep. You better have some tight ends and some backs sure. and all that if you do it that way. But so, so Devontae Adams there in, in, in Vegas and he's one and three, and you've got, you know, two of the great quarterbacks. Yep. You know, and, and so the quarterback and the line are the building blocks to start in my, in my, with my, that's my philosophy. Last question on that last night's game before we take a break. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have lost two in a row. And uh, there's all sorts of stuff in the gossip columns and the tabloids about Tom Brady. I don't know how much validity there is there. When I watch the Bucks, what I see is that they're shorthanded on offense. Mike Evans was suspended last week. He came back this week and was good. But Chris Godwin, who's their main man out of the slot, he can't seem to figure out a way to keep his feet underneath him. Leonard Fournette's been banged up since he was in high school, basically. When he's good, when he's healthy, he's great. But he's he's you know his availability is a 50-50 at best. More than anything, I think the part that they haven't told you on your national TV shows is it's a brand-new center and two brand-new guards. you got a whole bunch of rookies playing on the center of the offensive line. Where are we at with the Bucks and, and why they are struggling the last couple of weeks? Well, look, at I was talking to my wife after week one and week two, and uh, Tom Brady will get that offense squared away. Aaron Rodgers, you yeah. remember, I've talked, he'll get that offense squared. It might take a few weeks to get it done the way they want to get it done. Okay, the second thing is that Tampa Bay thing. Okay, last night. I mean, they had to go to Miami because of the hurricane. Yeah. You've got the Tom Brady's. Then they had to come. It was almost like a road trip except for playing in that stadium, right? For them, they had all kinds of things pulling at them. And I was interested to see how they would start the game. And they started off just brutal. Tampa Bay's got a good defense. They do. They gave up like three touchdowns the first three drives. Uh, Tampa Bay receives a kickoff, fumbles it right away. Kansas yeah. City scores. So it was a rough start for them. And I wonder if their focus wasn't quite there because I think Tampa Bay's got a heck of a defense. Tom Brady will get that offense motoring just a little bit. And finally, they scored some points. I mean, that's a good for thing sure. for them. Now, their defense looked awful against Kansas City, which really surprised me. What is the key for a quarterback that has been cast off and people think is a flop to come back and make it? We'll discuss that and plenty more next. Keep it right here, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty at CSPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Hey! It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Bill Steve Earl for you on your Monday. Hope you have a great start to your week. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas, Marty Morningway, coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and proud to say so. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented in part by Front Street Pizza. I know that you're probably having a case of the Mondays. It's okay. It's about to turn to fall. Get a little chilly out there, although Jack Weatherman told me it's high of 73 today, so still pretty nice here around the Garden City. But if you need some dinner, Front Street Pizza, go check them out. They're right there on Front Street across from the public library, and uh, you can order some takeout. You can uh, go pick it up. You can also get pizza by the slice. The garlic knots are delicious as well. Go check out Front Street Pizza. Appreciate Front Street Pizza for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. All right, Coach. Uh, one guy, I, I, I always find the, the dynamic of quarterbacks that were superstars in college that then come to the NFL with incredibly high expectations and then they don't do very well and then sometimes they're just kind of thrown out in the dump. And a lot of times they never really have a resurrection. When they do, though, I think it's so cool. I think it's such a great story. Marcus Mariota was not only a superstar at Oregon, a Heisman Trophy winner, but also just by and large such a likable guy, you know, such a fan favorite. And in Tennessee, I know he made the playoffs a couple times, but it seemed like he really had the handcuffs on him, wasn't really able to show what he can do. But now in Atlanta, fresh start, bunch of new receivers, and they won for the second week in a row last week. He's looking pretty good. What do you think of this resurrection story for Marcus Mariota? Well, how much has this young man learned? Oh, man over the course of just a few short years. I mean, it's a learning process. You take Kurt Warner. It doesn't matter what type of pro ball, but he played in every league known to mankind. <laughs> For sure. And I mean, finally, he's in the arena league, and then all of a sudden he's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I mean, every league, you know. So, so, And then all of a sudden, uh, he gets a chance to be the third-team guy, and then right. all of a sudden he's the second-team guy. All of a sudden somebody gets... Chris Chandler played for, what, four or five different teams before he took Atlanta to the Super Bowl. I believe they lost that one. They did. But, uh, you know, he kind of resurrected his. You know, some quarterbacks bounce around a little bit. Uh, Garcia kind of hit Garcia. it. Well, he had to play in the Canadian League. For sure. And then hit it with us in San Francisco and then bounced around. And then I got him back in Philly, and he took us on a nice big run to win the division and, and get into the playoffs. So, yeah, and, and it's a learning-type thing as well. And, and then right time, right place. You've got to be on a pretty good team to look good as a quarterback. How much of it is just staying confident in yourself? Because I think sometimes when you get cast out, then the noise starts and this guy's a flop and yada, yada, yada. Do you feel like just continuing to believe in yourself is part of this? All quarterbacks 
any player, but especially that quarterback yeah. position, because in most cases you're the face of the franchise. Yeah. Have to be tough, 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 and both physically, but especially mentally, because you could feel yourself suffocating just a little bit, only if you allow it. So the mentality that the fellas get, especially at the quarterback position, is and coaches to some aspect, you know, right? Is we don't care what people think, what people say outside of our building, but we care very deeply about what goes on in our building. And, and if you keep it to that, uh, then you've, you're in better shape. Nowadays, you try to ignore things, but sure. it hits you in the face so much from right. all angles. I mean, it's almost you can't stop it. Is there, is there any way to mitigate that? There's not really because a guy picks up his phone. I pick my phone up. I, I'm so non-tech. Totally. Right? But something will pop up on my phone just there you pops go. up. Right, right. And it's crazy that way. So you can imagine what the players go through that way. Well, I mean, LeBron James, for all the scrutiny that he's received, he has made it an adamant point, especially during the spring into the playoffs, that he doesn't have his phone. He, he doesn't. He deletes all the stuff, deletes all the social media. Probably just even has a phone that his wife can call him on and says, you know, everybody else, find me somewhere where you know I'm going to be. But I do think that mitigating those distractions is huge. I really do. Well, the great Charles Barkley, I call him Charles Bizarkley. <laughs> I, I, I really like his mentality. But he is anti this social media For while sure, you're playing. Man. He doesn't even have much of it, just refuses to do it. It just pulls at you just a little bit. For There's sure. so many distractions. You know, it's so different. Let's say 20 years ago. You give a five-minute break or an eight-minute break from a meeting, an installation meeting, very important. And you go out, and the guys would be in the hallway jacking around with themselves, right. carrying on. Nowadays, you go, you break and you go out in the hall. They are on their, so their phones. phones, and it's just a whole different type of atmosphere in today's game. It's unbelievable to, to really think about just how much it's changed so quickly. Let's talk about the uh, America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Panic at the disco when Dak Prescott broke his thumb. Everybody's thinking, oh, man, there goes the Super Bowl hopes. There goes the division hopes. Not so fast. The only loss the Cowboys had is in the game Dak got hurt. Now they've won three in a row after their win over Washington yesterday. Dak's going to be back at some point. There's no quarterback controversy, though, in Dallas, right? No, there can't be. I mean, he's getting paid $45 million a yeah. year. So You know, and the pros is quite different, you right. know, you know than, than college. Let's say you get hurt as a college player and For somebody sure. comes in and plays better than you or, or even equal. You know, you don't want to disrupt that in college sometimes, right? In the pros, you will almost rarely, if ever, lose your starting job right. because of injury. Now, you may rotate in if you're a lineman or sure. defense or a pass runner or something like that right. to begin with, you know. Uh, but, but rarely does a quarterback, would he ever lose his job due to injury in the NFL? It just doesn't happen. And you allow that thing, if it's going to happen, you know, it will happen naturally through the course of uh, games or a year, even two. Well, Montana State has this situation going on right now because Sean Chambers just got his first start uh, on Saturday, and he's National Player of the Week. 
Tommy Watt has been he he had one of the great runs we've seen in a small sample size last year. Uh, so I mean that's sort of what you're talking about though. That's way more delicate and also way more complicated situation when you're talking about the college level. But yes, but it's easy for Montana State, right? Because they've got this this man that transferred in who's a good player. He's by really the way. good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and then Tommy, they can bring him in kind of slow. They're always going to play a couple quarterbacks that's right. if they have them, right? So it really matters not who starts over there across the mountains, right? But they'll they'll play both of them, and I would suspect suspect that uh, they might just flip sort of responsibility. Tommy was kind of the starter, and, and yep. then the other guy was more of a walk. Now this Chambers guy might end up being the starter, and Tommy come in, and, and they can keep people off balance that way. I think that's sure. a pretty good... Pretty good quarterback situation over there. Well, that's the thing, too, is that Tommy Millot is such a great athlete that there's a variety of places you could play him on the field. I mean... He was already playing receiver. He caught balls in games last year before he got hurt. He also could play some tailback. I mean, he could play some, like, I'm not saying true hand-in-the-dirt tight end, but he could play a little, like, Y out there in the slot. So can the other man. <laughs> That's what I'm I saying. mean, these are two great athletes, two yeah. of the better athletes in the Big Sky Conference, which is loaded with some talent now. No question. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. More NFL, including one of the craziest shootouts between two teams. I didn't think we were going to shoot it out. And... The Colts, why are they so? Why are they in such a bad spot? Why are they struggling so bad? That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. This is Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Missoula. Next time you're driving with your lovely wife, you got to listen to Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. This is a new band for you. I'll text you. You'll, you'll love them. I will look them up and I will give it a listen. Do you really think I'm going to like it? I do. I okay. really do. They're they're kind of like they're kind of like bluegrass country. I, th- I do. I think they're going to like them. I think because I've got a certain taste. I like all kinds of music. Yeah, as you I know. know. But there's really only two types of music, right? <laughs> country and western. That's it. You know. But uh, um, I've got a certain taste within that. For even. sure. So I like the old school stuff. It's a, it's so funny. Co- Coach Marty, Marty Mornoweg joining me. Colter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's a Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Do the second hour of each Monday show. When we were playing golf together a couple summers ago, and we were scheming up this grand plan, you know, to bring you the most entertaining radio segment in the history of the world. Uh <laughs> Coaches went to high school in, in California and then came up here to play uh, football for the University of Montana in the early 1980s. And he was like, mind if I play some music? I was like, no, I like any kind of music. He's like, great. Then he starts playing nothing but Outlaw Country. I'm like, wow, the Cali boy get the Outlaw Country. You're like, oh, no, my family's from Oklahoma and Texas. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So that's why we always play you some, some music from your roots here on your Mondays. That's right. We used to go see the great Willie Nelson down there in Watsonville, Santa Cruz area. When I was in high school every year, and that was fantastic. I mean, it was on the green, you know, 30,000 people. It was Man. crazy. I, I learned some new stuff out, <laughs> out there on the green Indeed. watching Willie Nelson. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, more NFL talk here to take you home. Big Monday night football game tonight, a division rivalry game. We'll get to that in just a minute. But one of the games that was between two teams that are sort of struggling and don't really have that much playoff projection that turned into one of the most entertaining games in the league yesterday was Seattle and Detroit. The Seahawks 
win 48-45. Well, one of my uh, photographers at Skyline Sports texted me, said, I think Pete Carroll's going to have to find a VCR to, to find a tape the last time a team of his gave up 40 or more points, which is true. Pete Carroll seems never give up 40-plus. But what do you think of this strategy for Dan Campbell and the Lions? He's basically saying, hey, let's roll. I mean, the, the Lions have been in shootouts for three weeks in a row. Well, first of all, my man Geno Smith, you know, I coached oh, yeah, him as man. a rookie. So here's another guy, right? That sort of he went eight and eight as a rookie, started all and then he bounces around, has some injuries, and now he's got his next opportunity, yep. and he's making he's making good on that. Neither one of those teams, Coulter, want to play that way. They're right. sort of forced to play that way because of some deficiencies on the defensive sides and some of the prolific offenses that they have seen early in the year. Detroit, Dan Campbell. He yeah. does not want to play that style. He's forced. And kudos to him. For sure. Because he feels it. He sees it. He yep. knows his own strengths and weaknesses. He, let's go. We've got to play this style to have any chance at all. We're up against it a little bit, so we're going to roll through a couple of these. Uh, I, I, we're gonna not, no, I guess we're not going to get to some of these, but I did want to ask you about the Bills-Ravens game because the Ravens, they are they're 2-2, two and two, but if you've watched them, they absolutely look like a, a conference contender, a potential Super Bowl contender. But they've let two tough games slip away and when they lost to Miami and then yesterday when they lost to Buffalo. That said, though, Lamar Jackson is quieting all of his critics, still playing great. But the Bills, that's a huge bounce-back win for them after their first loss. They found a way to rally all the way back from a 17-point deficit. So that's sort of one of those pivotal games, but I don't think it actually has any ramifications down the road other than the result of the game. The Baltimore Ravens look like... They're good, man. They're good because of Lamar. I mean, he's, I mean, he's balling right now, man. I mean, their defense has collapsed twice now. Which is you crazy. Know, Miami would, yeah. and the Bills. Now, that's two pretty good offenses. But just remember back, not, maybe even one year ago, maybe two years ago, for the past 20 years, Baltimore would never, would never give up 17 nope. points, uh, let alone 21. So uh, I think, and, and John Harbaugh's decision-making, right, he's an analytics-type guy. Sure. And he pretty much stays by the book. They got burned at least twice, maybe three times last year going with the analytics, you yep. know, going for yep. two, you know. All. Yep. Then he gets burned again here. Now, that was a that was a crazy situation because I don't, I, I think it was probably a good decision to go for it. Fourth and two, two and a half, right? Well, against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense, right? Yeah. So they, 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 he thought they needed seven. Uh, yeah, you can play it conservatively and kick it, and then, and then the Bills get the ball, and, and then they, uh, you got to stop their high-powered off with a four-down scenario, you, you know, until the Bills get into field goal range. So uh, they go for it. But here's what blew it up. Lamar ends up throwing a pick. So then they get the ball at the 20 rather than the 2. So Lamar has to understand, first of all, he's got to see the route. The corner was wide open immediately. So he's got to throw the football. And then secondly, a throwaway in that particular situation with the game tied, uh, four and a half minutes left, a throwaway is not the end of the world. It's not a bad play. You know, you teach quarterback on fourth down on a game winner, we don't ever throw the ball away or take a sack. Right. Right? Or a two-point play, these type of things. But in that particular situation, a throwaway would not have been the end of the world. So then the Bills get it at the 20. 
and go down and, and win the game. So, But he is an analytics guy, and he, kudos to him. I mean, I mean, he stands by it. I mean, he's he almost always sure. is going to go with the analytics, which was only a lean toward going right. for it. But putting the ball in Lamar's hand. Now, the one thing I'm surprised about is that it wasn't a run-pass option with the quarterback. You know, right. uh, it was a straight drop back. Uh, that surprised me a little bit, but but other than that, I I, I think I'm I'm concerned about the Ravens defense. I've For never sure. seen their defensive squad in disarray like this and giving up so many points. It's crazy. Thanks so much to Rome Student Housing. If you're looking for a place for you or your aspiring student to live. Go check out Rome Student Housing. It's affordable, great place for your young student to live safely and build credit. Also, thanks to Dazzler's Car Wash, keeping all of our rigs sparkling clean and for giving you the opportunity to win $50 gift cards every week here on the Monday Afternoon Quarterback. And thanks to Front Street Pizza for their continued sponsorship here of uh, the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. All right, last thing for you, Coach. Got about two minutes left. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Got quite a rivalry going on. This is a division game. Uh, I love that it's a division game. I love that the, the Rams are back in California. These two guys are two of the best young coaches in the league. And uh, a lot of I don't, I don't want to say bad blood like they don't like each other, but they love competing against each other. What do you think of the game tonight? Oh, it's going to be a fantastic game. I This is what I would suspect. I would suspect a couple more points to be scored than people think. I now, agree. the unders have been been crazy in the NFL, right? There hasn't been as much scoring. For sure. Least. I think unders have hit like 60, 62% of the time. There's been a lot of unders. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so the, the the under over is a little low, I thought, this week uh, for this ball game. But I would expect a few more points. I think that the Rams are probably a touch better football team yep. than the Niners right now, at least. So it'll be a, a fascinating game tonight. I'm excited to watch it. These two guys, too, it's, it seems like they just love going head-to-head. What are you going to be watching for when it comes to the chess match? Because they're both innovative offensive guys, but with a lot different styles. Yeah, much different styles. So, one – I mean, they're both football families, right? For sure. Right? Shanahan's dad won a couple yep. Super Bowls with the Broncos. And 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 uh, McVay, his daddy was a personnel man sure. with the Niners when I was coach. His granddaddy. Yeah. So – you know, the, these are football families. They grew up with the game, and I suspect that's why they're so creative, and they know the whole game now. I mean, they're offense, defense, special teams. Now, they focus in once the season starts on the offensive side. So it, it'll be a pretty good chess match here. We'll have a full rundown for you tomorrow. We'll also have all sorts of high school stuff, our Treasure State stars, plus uh, a look around the wide world of high school sports from over the weekend. And uh, plenty more. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You missed anything on today's show. Nuana's Now podcast, probably presented by The Advocates, The M Store, and The MSU Bookstore. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. For Marty Mornowig, I am Coulter Nuana's. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. This has been Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.